We have all had painful events in our lives that can lead to depression, anxiety, addiction, or broken relationships. But here's a secret. It is not about what happened to us that causes suffering. It's the stories we believe about ourselves. Join us as we shine light on how to rewrite our stories, avoid the shadows of shame, and travel along the pathway to joy, love, and connection. It's the Finding Peace Podcast with your host, Amazon best-selling author, Troy L. Love. I am trying to wade through a multitude of people as I'm trying to get out of the chapel. The service is over. Everyone is getting ready to move on to other aspects of their life. And so we're all heading towards the chapel doors at the back. And I'm heading there too, but I'm heading there with a different purpose. I'm trying to get out of there as fast as I can because I happened to be the one who was speaking during the service. And this is a far different experience than when I was nine years old and I was at the back of the chapel and I had just sang a solo. When I was nine years old, I felt a lot more proud of what I did. And so I shouted at the top of my lungs, wasn't I great? And my parents were mortified and they grabbed me by the arm and whisked me out of the building and shoved me in the car and told me that Elvis Presley was a good singer, but that there was always somebody better than even him. I'm sure they were trying to help me not be so brazen and arrogant. But looking back at that nine-year-old self, I think I was just wanting some validation that I did a good job. But I learned my lesson. And so there's no way in the world that I'm going to stand at the back of this chapel and yell, wasn't I great? No, I'm going to try and get out of there as fast as humanly possible. And then I'm going to try to pretend that that never happened. When a man pulls me by the arm and asks to speak to me, and he pulls me aside and he says, I want to tell you that I always enjoy hearing you speak. And I thought, oh, you liked the message. But no, that's not what he said. He said, I love hearing your voice. I just love listening to the sound of your voice. It's a very soothing voice. And I just love it. And I wanted to let you know that I enjoy hearing the sound of your voice. And I honestly was taken back by what he said because I have always been frustrated with the sound of my voice. I don't like how I sound, and I know that I'm not alone in this. I know there's lots of people who don't like listening to the sound of their voice. One of the reasons why I don't like the sound of my voice is because every time I answer the phone, and they say, hello, ma'am, can I please talk to Mr. Love? And I say, yes, this is Mr. Love. And I deepen the timbre of my voice. I'm so embarrassed that they thought I was a ma'am and not me. And so having him say, I really enjoyed your voice. I loved listening to your voice was profoundly comforting for me. But I'm grateful that he said what he did because his comment has stayed with me for the last 20 years of my life. And I'm so grateful that there was somebody who liked the sound of my voice and, and had the courage to share that with me. I was taken aback again a couple of years ago when a friend of mine asked me to narrate his book for him. I thought, there are so many other people. In fact, the guy who asked me to narrate, I thought he had an amazing voice. I'm like, why don't you just narrate it yourself? And he said, because I love the sound of your voice. Now, I'm sharing that with you because inside, I still struggle with hearing the sound of my voice. I was talking to my friend Matt the other day, and he said, Troy, you really need to get to a point where you accept your voice. And I asked myself, how in the world do you do that? And that is the question of the week. How do we 
learn to accept ourselves, especially the parts that we don't like. It seems that the theme for this month is self-compassion. It is Valentine's Day this week, and Valentine's Day is a really special day for me. It is also the day that I was born, so that's why it's a special day for me. Yes, I know it's a little weird. Troy Love was born on Valentine's Day, but it's true. It's absolutely true. I can show you my driver's license to prove it. I can show you my birth certificate. I really was born on Valentine's Day, and I have the last name Love, so it's pretty sweet. A friend of mine who's a neurophysicist did some math once and found out that it's like one in a trillion, the chances that Troy Love was born on Valentine's Day. So there's something special about that. And I wanted to celebrate that by sharing with you something that I learned to help me as I'm working on accepting myself. I think self-acceptance is one of the most courageous, powerful, dangerous skills that you can ever learn. And I say that it's a skill because honestly, it's not something that we master. I think it's something that we continue to work on every day of our life, just like any other skill that we want to work on, whether that's learning how to play a musical instrument or getting better at a sport or practicing in our field of study. Whatever it is, it's a practice. It's a forever practice. It's something that we will continually have opportunities to sharpen and hone. It's something that we're going to have to work on for the rest of our lives. I know that there are many clients that I've had who tell me they have a hard time even looking in the mirror because they just have a hard time with self-acceptance. So I want to share with you something that I learned from Peter Levine that has helped me work on self-acceptance. If you haven't heard of Peter Levine, you can Google him. He is a renowned therapist. He developed a form of therapy called somatic experiencing. And basically, the work that he does is helping us release the trauma that has been stored in our bodies. If you watch him, there's a YouTube video that he does with a man who experienced PTSD after some of his buddies were killed in the Middle East, him being present when an IOD went off. And he came back from Afghanistan suffering from what looked like Tourette's, where his body was doing ticks and shakes and movements all the time, and it didn't seem to ever go away. And within an hour of working with Peter, you're able to see the marvelous work that somatic experiencing can do as he helped the man release the trauma that had been lodged in his body. And the activity that he shares is this. You take your body and you begin to tap each part of your body, or you can do this in the shower and let the water run over your parts of your body. And you say to yourself, this part of my body is mine. It belongs to me. So you tap your hands, you tap your fingers, and you say, this hand belongs to me. It's mine. It's part of me. This forearm belongs to me. It's mine. It's part of my body. It's, it belongs to me. It's part of me. This elbow is mine. It belongs to me. It's mine. And I added something extra to that. And what I added was, this part of my body is mine. It belongs to me. It's beautiful the way that it is. It's mine. It's part of me. It's beautiful. It's worth loving the way that it is. And for every part of my body that I did that with, 
I said, this is my hand, this is my forearm, this is my shoulder, this is my armpit. This is a part of my body, it's mine, it's beautiful the way that it is, it's worthy of love and acceptance just the way that it is. I even did it on my voice, this is my voice, it's mine, it's part of me, it's worthy of love and acceptance. As I began to do that, I started from the top of my head and went all the way down my body, all the way to my toes. As I did that, I had a profoundly grounding experience. It wasn't angels and harps strumming like, oh, this spiritual experience, but it was grounding and beautiful. And in that moment, I felt like all of me, including my voice, was worthy of love and acceptance. And I thought to myself, wow, this is a beautiful experience. I had read about it in his books and thought, that's a great activity. I should try it one day. But I decided to try it, and it was beautiful. And so I want to share it with you. It's very simple. It doesn't have to take very long. It can take as long as you want it to take, but it can take anywhere from 2 to 5 to 10 minutes. And just loving each part of your body and saying, this part of my body is mine. It belongs to me. The act of self-love, the, the practice of self-love, provides us with freedom. Freedom from shame. Freedom from those shadows of shame that continually vocalize to us that we're not enough and that there's something wrong with us. It gives us evidence that there's something different. It's a beautiful, grounding experience. And maybe you're not able to fully say this part of my body is beautiful and worthy of love and belonging. You can couch it in. I want to believe that one day it is worthy of love and belonging and make it a working affirmation is what we call that. But I encourage you to try it. Just try it, starting with the top of your head and tapping or letting the water run on that part of your body and saying, this part of my body is mine. It belongs to me. It is worthy of love and belonging and acceptance. I'd love to hear how that goes for you. I also want to say that if you haven't yet picked up your copy of A Year of Self-Love, which is available on Amazon, then I encourage you to do so. I'll share with you this. A friend of mine has been reading it faithfully every day, and honestly, it takes anywhere from 30 seconds to a couple of minutes to read. He encouraged me. He said, Troy, have you been reading A Year of Self-Love? And I said, uh, no, I wrote that. And he goes, I know, but you should read it because... It's actually been really helpful for me in practicing self-compassion, and I would love to read it with you. And I said, I still kind of felt like it was a little weird that he's asking me to read it with him. He said, no, please do, because I think that the messages that are there are words that you need to hear just as much as me. And so I said, okay. And so I opened up the entry for today, and it was exactly what I needed to hear. And so I'm so grateful for him. And I'm grateful for the publishers who encouraged me to write it. It was not something that was on my agenda to write. And yet I feel like it was divine positioning that put it in place for me to write it. And now to be able to go back and, and reflect on the entries that are there and realize that was not me that wrote this book. That was a gift from the universe to remind me as much as it is my readers that we're worthy of love and belonging and that we're worthy of self-love and acceptance. And so if you haven't picked up your copy, I'd encourage you to do so, and hopefully we'll be able to bless your life as much as it's blessing mine. Thank you, and I hope you have a happy Valentine's Day. Whether you are in a relationship or not, I'm hoping that you can feel more love 
and joy and connection today. May you be at peace always. You've been listening to the Finding Peace podcast. If you loved the show or want to ask a question, let us know by going to troylove.com. There, you can also learn about the Finding Peace 5-Day Challenge. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss the next episode. And if you are listening on iTunes, please give us a 5-star rating. It helps other people find this podcast more easily. Thank you for spending part of your journey with us. Copyright Finding Peace Consulting.